If you can hear the sound of my voice, if you can hear this wonderful, deep, baritone sound of my voice, that only means one thing. You came back to the Yellow Boy Chronicles podcast. What's up, good people? Welcome back to the Yellow Boy Chronicles podcast. I am your host, Mr. Bouvier, and I am sitting here with the lovely, newly branded... Asia Love. Asia Love with the love. I like that name. Thank I like you. that. But I am. Love is me. I am love. See? So now y'all know it's Asia Love now. Mm-hmm. We, we we switched it up. We flipped the script. And we, you know, we're trying to keep this thing going for y'all. And thank y'all once again for coming back. Um, if you are watching this, not watching, I'm sorry. If you are listening to this on the Anchor app, there's a little box where you can donate money. Now, we're not asking for money. I'm just letting you know there's a box so that you could donate money. But we'll take it. We appreciate we it. We will take it. We will appreciate it. And drop a coin to keep it going. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I forgot something so important. I, I can't believe I, I can't believe I forgot Uh-oh. to pop. The other co-host. The the, our other co-host. <laughs> the other co-host. We're going to have this here every week. This is our, <laughs> our third co-host. He only says one thing. Um, so we're going to give him a chance to speak. Give him. And he sounds so good. He, he sounds talk. lovely. His voice is better than mine. <laughs> so, what you got to say, uh, co-host number three? Oh, and I agree. Do you agree? He has arrived. <laughs> he has arrived. So, you know, we like to sip a little bit. Um, and just, sip some mo. And sip some mo, just for a, a good little flow of things. Let me pour yours. Let me pour yours. Be a gentleman. Oh, thank you, such a gentleman. But while we pouring it, so what's what's going on with you, Asia? What do you want to talk about? What, anything like just a little something you want to give to people they don't know about you? Hmm, I'm just a, I'm the enigma. So a lot of people don't know a lot about me. So you know, I just moved to DMV. Almost seven years, wow. Mm. And so I don't know many people. Down you know, here. seven is the number of completion. Complete, yes. So that yes. eighth year, you got to do a new thing. Something. Ooh. Oh. Mm. Hey, I can't wait. Mm. So many new things to do down here. So, um, so one thing about me I like people to know is that I like to write. Okay. Writing is my therapy. Um, I all I'm always thinking. My mind is always going. And I have found it hard over the years since I've been younger to even just express it to people and for them to understand. So I have begun to write. I've been writing. But now I'll be sharing it with the people. Oh. With the masses. Um, Oh. I've been writing for about 10 years now. Some things I'm not going to share. Some things I am going to share. But just about life and the the continuity of life and the relational aspects of life that we all share no matter what our backgrounds no matter what um our culture there's something in which we're interconnected as people so okay. so are you gonna do like open mics or or did i just totally miss what you just said <laughs> <laughs> um you know because look so you know what you okay so people are talking you you know this is something people need to be re- very very conscious of when you ask people a question listen for the answer like i asked you the question i heard you said writing but in the back of my mind i put a post-it note ask her if she's going to do open mics i didn't listen to 
Not that I wasn't listening to you, but I didn't comprehend okay. the whole gist of your writing because I put that post-it note was she could do an open mic, and I was just holding it. <laughs> right? No, more of a more of a book tour. But thank you. More of a book tour. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at you, and so I wish you guys could see. Uh, open mind. My face is like, but. <laughs> oh, are you listening to me? Are you listening? That's one thing about me. You know what I found out about me? And I wear glasses because I'm not going to be I can't really see. Mm-hmm. And so I wear glasses, and sometimes, I, most of the time, I don't. And yesterday in the gym, um, I was looking at a friend of mine in the gym. He's walking down the steps. He's very well built. Mm. I thought I was literally just looking at him walking move up to move out my way. Right. He said. Stop looking at me like that. Don't do that. I'm vulnerable. And I said, ooh. ooh. Well, well, tell what my eyes say. He said, don't, don't, don't look at me like that. I said, oh, God. So my eyes give me away. So mm-hmm. if you ever meet me in person, ooh. you might not want to interpret what my eyes are And she's looking at you like you a whole snack, <laughs> snackalicious. Or not. Or not. Or like, oh, be gone. Right. So, you know, I'm very expressive with my eyes. Okay. Okay. Those are two things about me that people don't know. Well, I'm going to plug myself right now, if y'all don't mind. Um, I'm an RB singer. I'm an independent artist. Um, The Yellow Boy Chronicles comes from my first album, The Yellow Boy Chronicles, which is available wherever you buy Beyonce, Mm -hmm. you can buy Bouvier. And so hop Mm -hmm. on that, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a great R&B project. Um, And I just released a new single called Deserve Me. It is an amazing single. I love it. I love that single. It's true life story, too. Ooh. Oh, true life story. You didn't know that's that? why I felt. I felt in my spirit. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll get on that on another podcast. Okay. That's the yes, oh, deserve, the deserve me podcast. Hey, <laughs> yeah, so check me out um, over there. But we're gonna jump into our first segment. Um, and like I said last podcast, we want to keep this this segment going. Um, it's called Rose and a Thorn. So we're gonna discuss a rose, and we're gonna discuss a thorn. So your rose will be something great that happened to you um, over the week, um, and your thorn will be something that you did not particularly care for that happened to you over the week. So we're kind of creating a positive and a negative, and trying to balance it out and work it out. Um, I guess I'll start with my rose. Okay, so my rose is, um, if you all don't know, I've been working out a lot. I'm trying to get this 43-year-old body. And so, snatched. if you haven't seen it on the gram, listen. <laughs> who, who hasn't seen it on the gram? It's nice. It's nice looking. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm impressed. So, I'm really trying to stay focused and dedicated and committed. So, um, the other day, I did a daily goal of 400 push-ups mm. throughout the day. I started at 7 in the morning, mm-hmm. and I think I finished the last set of 100 around nine i think awesome. that's awesome um so i was like so excited about that because i always struggle with push-ups and i was like oh i can't do that much i can't do that much so i did them in sets of 25 um but the thing about it is it's a mental thing that i actually can do 400 push-ups every day now ask me how many i did since that day <laughs> no baby steps baby i was steps. a little sore I, I, I was i did hurt myself in the gym that same day mm. but um, i haven't done that many overuse of your muscles maybe from the push-ups right right so i'm, I'm trying to to work out this little kink in my shoulder or whatever i'm gonna do that later when i go to the gym but um but my thorn um i lost my thorn <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. So I, the, the thorn is I haven't done 400 push-ups since that day. That's your thorn. And I'm I'm really disappointed in myself because, like I said, it's a mental thing. It's not that I'm not physically 
um, strong enough to do them. Right. It's just a lazy. I'd be thinking, okay, I could do a push up right now. I don't feel like it. I'm gonna see what's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my rose and my and my thorn. Awesome, you're an inspiration for me. I hate push ups too, but I digress. <laughs> I hate a push up, but I do them. And I also have this crazy, I have a similar shoulder injury, shoulder injury, because I was at the gym doing boot camp yesterday and trying to impress the guy whose my eyes expressed something to him. Mm. I feel like this guy going to be a guest on our podcast. I hope not. Um, <laughs> anyway, so me, let me go back to my rose and my thorn. So I'm going to start with my thorn. So my thorn is that my neighborhood is slowly evolving into a better neighborhood. But right now it's still in transition. And it bothers me because I don't know the audience, um, your backgrounds. But there's a saying, when it gets warmer outside, a certain element comes outside too. Mm. And that element is coming outside <laughs> and it's getting on my nerves. Because um, it's getting warm and it's getting nice. And a couple of days ago, they were inebriated under, under some type of influence of something. And they were screaming and hollering, setting up lawn chairs and everything else like that. Oh, you're talking about people. People. Oh, oh okay, okay. So we got, let's call them our distant cousins. Mm, very, very. Let's very not distant. call them elements. But, Let's mm. call them our distant cousins. Mm, I don't want to claim them. I'm sorry. <laughs> we I, don't, I don't want some of our distant cousins. We don't want to claim me. Mm. I don't want them to be my bloodline. <laughs> sorry. Come on, Ariana sorry, Grande. Not sorry. <laughs> but so they're out, and I just was like, "Yo, come on!" So I screamed out my window. I, just, I gotta work in the morning. Did you? I did. I couldn't take it. It was 11:30 at was night. That was very woman of Bruce's place of you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't. What take in the two two seven is going on? I opened that window up and I said, "Stop it! Ooh. I have to work in the morning." And he said, "Sorry, ma'am." He's falling all over the place. Him and his friends. Sorry, ma'am. I'll get him. We'll go away. I said, "Get him my lawn," mm. and they left. And so I came back home the other day, and my neighbor was burning sage, chanting, burning sage. And I said, "Ooh, what happened? What happened?" Come, come on, Erica Badu. <laughs> She said, that one right there. She pointed at the one, and he's been acting crazy. So I got out of my car. I was like, who? She said, him. So we come down to look at him, and we were like, what's the problem? So Ooh. so the, so my rose no, is, nothing you bug. <laughs> me, me and this other African-American woman, we have formed this camaraderie now. Okay. Um, we didn't really talk as much before, but now because we are joined forces against the element, a.k.a. Distant, distant Cousins. cousins. <laughs> we have now formed a bond, and okay. now you know we sip wine, and now we talk, and whatnot. Okay. So that's that's my role. So you I think that you neighbor. all will try to organize some type of community group? Because um, you know, I don't. I think I don't think people meet for no reason. You know. Amen. I agree with that. And so yes, we can form because there's other people that are coming in as it's transitioning. Mm-hmm. Other people are coming in, so I know that right. they're on our same bandwidth. Right. And, and I'm trying to be very PC with the words I'm using. <laughs> I, th- these words are swirling around and I'm trying to I'm trying to woo, I'm trying to create a wusa a kumbaya a huna a, a, a is that the word? I don't know okay well we're going to scratch that one out <laughs> but but the reason why I said that is because you know as we're about to go into um, just a couple hot topics we just we don't want to make it a hot topic show but there are a couple things that we do need to address here we do have a main topic um, so don't don't cut us off our main topic is daddy issues and it's going to be really really good mm-hmm. but before we get into daddy issues we're going to talk about these local issues and the reason why I say that um, about you are forming a community group at this stage mm-hmm. before 
other people coming to the neighborhood because we have a situation now around here where Howard University oh, is going at it with you know people in their neighborhood. They're transitioning. These um, people. Implants. Now I'm trying to be. Now I'm right. trying to be. These transplants. <laughs> These colonizers. <laughs> Are disrespecting the campus of Howard University. Now, you, this, and, and, and what really bothers me is that they're walking their dogs on the lawn. Um, they're having picnics on the lawn. They're over there doing exercises on the lawn. This is a Just private mm-hmm. historical institution. Right. This, this is not a park. It's, there's a park a couple blocks there's down the street. There's a park a couple blocks. There's dog parks all over yeah. your neighborhood because that's what you all wanted. I'm sure in your want association it. meetings, you wanted it. dog parks. So you got dog parks. Take your dog to the dog park. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so disrespectful. And it's, it's, it's just little things. It's elitist. And it's let me, let, me, let me jump in. And I'm trying to keep my sister soldier <laughs> to a minimum right now. But what really ticked me off is one of the interviewers... Um, interviewees, I'm sorry, was a colonizer. And he had the audacity, the unmitigated gall to be upset and said, this is our community. Sir, it's not ours. It's, it's not ours. It's ours, not yours. Because <laughs> he was, and, and I wouldn't have even had gone there with it if he didn't have such an arrogance, right. an entitlement right. um, to say, this is our community. Because if we this do what was we do. our community, then you would understand our feelings. Amen. Right. Right. You would understand the, the significance and the legacy of this university, mm-hmm. of the university of Pierce. You wouldn't go to, you going to Georgetown and do that? Go to Georgetown and do it. Matter right. of fact, go to, <laughs> go to Georgetown and let your dog do what it wants to do. And y'all have picnics and everything else. But you know what? They won't go to Georgetown. They won't go to Georgetown University and do that. Right. You want to know why? Why? Because, <laughs> because they have a higher esteem for Georgetown. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, you should have seen what he looked like. Mm. And didn't he say something about move the university? Like, yes, he did say that. Sir, the unmitigated goal, the, sir, the audacity. You're on national television, and you're saying that they should pick up this historically black university mm-hmm. with no deep respect. roots in history no respect. in Washington, D.C., and move no it because you want to walk your dog. You and Toto King. Mm. I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to do it. I'm not. And and, and, and then it talks about, and that just shows the disrespect and the lack of um, respect for this institution. Right. Like, you don't care. Right. For the the university's legacy, the students, Mm -hmm. or the community. And it's just just like I said, he he was upset because, like, they put more respect over a dog, of Mm -hmm. a dog, over... People. Well, you know, colonizers. Some people, when it comes to their dogs versus human life, it's a losing battle for the humans. Well, we're going to jump right into uh, another thing I, I wanted to talk about is um, Wendy Williams. Let me tell you something. I love, I love I me love Wendy. some Wendy Williams. She's my auntie her. in my head. And me the too. way that she is handling this divorce is, Listen, is strategic. Epic. It's, it's like. If you don't learn anything else, any else, anything else, my mouth is. If you don't learn, have a sip of champagne. Yeah, let me sip. Let me sip. Let me sip. You can learn nothing else on that. If you don't learn anything else from how to handle a problem or how to handle a divorce, you must learn to do not react with your initial emotions. Mm -hmm. That's wisdom. Like they've been talking about Wendy's husband cheating for a while i mean the pictures came out him on vacation mm-hmm. they said he had a baby wendy just gave her a little hot topic she gave her a little show she w- went to the sober house 
She got herself together. Strategic. Get yourself together before you plan an attack. Mm-hmm. She came up out of there, served him with divorce papers, took the car. Mm-hmm. He's going to be phased off the show. That's how you handle it. That's how you do it. That's how you do That's it. That's how you do it. And people are like, why she's not talking about her own stuff and hot topics? She's not ready yet, and she doesn't have to. And like, she doesn't this is have to. Show. This is her show. Like, why would she ruin her brand? She's a brand. She sure is. She's this not going to ruin her brand. Not to appease you all, because you're going to no. come back anyway. So, you know, spit what you're going to spit, say what you're going to say. But she right. will always be Wendy Williams with, right. without you. And the thing about it is you, you're not really concerned about her. No. You just want to hear her talk about herself. And you know what upset me, too, about this whole entire Wendy Williams thing? Um, a lot of people were actually showing, celebrating she was going through this. So that, right. that was so unfair. That is so mean-spirited right. and unfair. Right. That woman did not deserve what she went through with exactly. that man. Exactly. And so just because she is a gossip columnist, she is a gossip entertainer, or whatever you want to call her, does not mean that she deserves what's happening to her. Right. And if she didn't have an audience or a following, then she wouldn't be who she is now. So it's not like she's doing it and no one's watching her. There is an audience for this. There is a, a, a demand for this. She's doing her job. Right. And right. so because she's doing her job, she does not deserve to be cheated on, disrespected, lied lied on, made to be a complete fool in the public eye. So people that are celebrating her demise and her emotional... Um, deterioration in front of all of our imagine that imagine going i went through a divorce i mm-hmm. cannot imagine going through that in the public eye people spouting their opinions about what should and shouldn't happen and how i shouldn't shouldn't feel and what i shouldn't shouldn't say like that is so unfair so that's what i want to say about the whole wendy williams thing like i feel for her number one because it's divorce is never easy no matter what divorce is never easy secondly um i applaud her I applaud Get her it, because <laughs> she did it with strategy. People were screaming at home what she should say. She was very calm, right. cool, and collected. And she threw her little subtle jabs, which I love. Mm-hmm. Her little shade when she needed to do it subtly and, 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 and dispersed and uh, dispersed throughout the hot topics and thought her, her show. I loved every bit of it. Remove him. Get him out the house. I'm focused on me and my son. Wendy did that. Women, men, learn from Wendy Williams. Learn from this. Learn from her. That's wisdom. Um, another thing that happened, oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, Beyonce dropped the Netflix special Homecoming. If you did not see it last year, Beyonce performed at Coachella last year. She, she was did. the first African American woman to headline Coachella. Mm. She shut it down. Segments of so it. they find a girl. I'm sorry. I'm gonna get to you in a second. <laughs> Your segment ass. I'm gonna get to you in a second. So she dropped it on Netflix. Um, I didn't stay up for it to to launch at 3 a.m. I stayed up last year. I'm old. I can't mm-hmm. be standing up at three. Wait, but what I did not know, what people did not know, there was a surprise live album. So it's the album of the Netflix special, and I have been working it out. I've been cardio in and that contributes to your push 400 that, pushes yes cause you know Beyonce her you know four her four she loves four and that's why you did four that's why I did 400 don't oh, judge you're me a fan. You're, <laughs> a fan. you're a fan you're a fan so I was like you know I'm gonna I'm a do it for B I'm gonna do it for the high <laughs> but y'all it was the blackest thing that we have ever seen on TV mm. I mean just for her to highlight the, the black HBCU experience and the music and the, the culture of everything it's just like um Thank you for closing that window because that sound effect was not a part of the show. 
<laughs> oh my god! It was like it was competing with us. Like you can talk louder, I'm gonna ring harder. It did. That's all right. Ooh. This is real, real live audio. Podcast. Real live audio podcast with the elements. Now those are elements. Oh, <laughs> those are elements. Just as annoying. Just to bring it back around. Just as annoying as the other elements I was talking about. But um, but what do you mean you saw segments? So so. Obviously, I'd not sleep till three o'clock. You better be curing cancer to not have seen <laughs> so, this. I, I I appreciate Beyonce and I respect Beyonce, but I know I don't sleep till three o'clock in the morning. The sections and segments that I saw mm-hmm. of Baychella, they called and mm-hmm. you all mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. it last year. It was mm-hmm. good. The whole HBCU part. I said when I saw her move. Beachella. Oh, it's not Baychella. Beachella. Okay. And I was because I was watching the news yesterday, and <laughs> she said Baychella. I'm like, how do you get? Bay because it's out of it's B E Y B E Y. It's B E Y B E Y B E Y. Oh, I tell you, say oh. Beehive Beyonce Beachella with the Y. Be aware. That's something new. Okay, Listen. what what else are you saying? I, 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 I learned from a couple years a couple years ago. Don't mess with him and Beyonce, y'all. Cause he got me together. But anyway, so I watched it and she did excellent. She's an awesome entertainer. Don't get me mm. wrong. So yes, so I. My Netflix was acting up, and it kept on. I tried to watch it this morning. I tried to watch it last night, and my, oh. my, my Netflix was acting a fool. So I didn't get a chance to watch it. But I heard that the album that she released was the same song she's been released, but just a compilation. So careful, yeah. that careful, I just, careful. The same song she had and just re-released. I, good, good strategy, marketing move, Beyonce. Pause for the cause. <laughs> Pause. For the, you know what? I, so, I'm going to keep the show going because I don't want you all to think that this is a hot topic show. We do have a serious issue that we want you to to listen to and, and get something out of. But you know, I'm sensitive about my queen. I'm, I'm, I'm triggered by That's certain true. words. And same songs triggers me. Oh, okay. So, so but I'm going to take... But, but, don't say bae. Say B. Oh, oh. And bay. Ooh. Same songs as a trigger word, and bay anything triggers me. Beyonce, oh. Beehive, Beachella, be good. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Awesome, awesome. But, you know, um, I'm going to try to bring it down, and I'm going to try to. All right, let's see, he's all the way up. I'm all I'm, the way, I'm, up, I'm all right the way up. Hey. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to bring it down and I'm going to try to get into this topic here Um, because I wanted to address this topic because other people may be feeling the same way, but don't know how to articulate how they feel because I didn't know how to articulate it. And and when I was thinking about this, this topic and um, the topic is daddy issues, if you don't know, um, but you should know by now, because I think it'll be a ticker or something up in here. Um, When I was thinking about talking about this and this thought came to me, and it is, you can't heal from things you aren't honest about. That's the truth. And what I realized is that I have been very dishonest about this topic most of my adult life. So, being a black gay man, um, the first thing people say when they, they realize that you're gay, um, oh, you just looking for, you just trying to replace your daddy. Mm. Or you have daddy issues or the reason you seek comfort in another man is because you didn't have a man, um, a strong male figure in your life. Mm -hmm. 
That is the furthest thing from the truth. I, I totally agree. That, <laughs> that is the furthest thing crazy. from the truth. That's lazy thinking. That's crazy. Right. That's lazy thinking because you don't want to think that possibly that's who I am. Mm-hmm. You don't want to mm-hmm. try to accept that this is possibly the way that God made me to be mm-hmm. and made me to love who I want to love. You want to say, oh, your daddy wasn't there. It's your daddy's fault. Whatever, whatever. But I just want to say that I had a very strong grandfather that had a very solid hand in raising me. Um, so, no, that's not it. <laughs> right, I think that's ridiculous. ridiculous thing. And, and what I, so, as I have gone through life, um, even, even um, I think a friend didn't ask me that I have daddy issues. Because I, spurt, I started off um, dating older guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I don't have daddy issues. I don't even know my daddy. <laughs> no, not that I didn't know my daddy, but I didn't know my daddy. Right. Or he didn't know me. Okay. You know, I I saw him, you know, every every now and then or whatever. So I didn't understand what what you what that was meant by like how can I have daddy issues and I didn't have a daddy? What are you talking about? Mm, okay. You know, so okay. I'm not suffering from it because I felt like how could I miss something I never had? Okay. So I'm going on through my life and I just noticed little things in my relationships that really bothered me, that really triggered me. Uh, for example, I was in a relationship and uh, my partner and I, we were living together and I would go to bed and I would make sure the house is locked up, locked down, whatever, make sure that we're safe. Um, and then he would go to bed some nights after me and I would wake up in the morning and the door is unlocked and I would lose it, like absolutely lose it. Mm-hmm. Or like if I'm dating somebody, we're in a situation and they don't have my back. Right, right. They don't support me. Um, it really triggered me. And what I realized is those things is that I look for safety in relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a sign of a daddy issue. Right. I didn't know it at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was one of my things. You know, you got to make me feel safe in this relationship. You don't make me feel safe. I don't want to do this no more. And people don't get there. Like, what do you mean make you feel safe? You're a grown man. What are you, mm-hmm. what are you mm-hmm. talking about? Like, I want to be in a situation where I feel safe. Right. Daddies make you feel safe. Mm-hmm. I didn't have one. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that just made me realize, you know, something's going on with, with me and this whole daddy issue. But once again, like I said, how do I have daddy issues? But let me tell you when it really, really hit me. It just really, really hit me. Um, the first time it hit me was I went home to Richmond. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. Shout out. RVA, two up, two down. Um, I went home to Richmond and I I surprised my dad's sister. I went to see her. It was Christmas. And to my surprise, my dad's brother came. Mm -hmm. And I don't recall ever meeting him um, because he was incarcerated when I was little. Um, But I think he met me when I was a baby. I'm sure he did meet me when I was a baby, but I don't recall meeting him because I was a baby. And he walked into the house and he looked like my father. Mm. He moved like my father. He talked like my father. Wow. And I was frozen like, oh, wow. what in the world mm-hmm. is going on? And I was really hesitant to just like interact because I was just so shocked and I was just so stunned, you know, especially me having not remembered seeing him. Right. It was like my dad walked into the right, living room. Exactly. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Is oh my your father God. still alive? No, my father is deceased. Okay. He died in 90, 96, okay. 96. Um, so I was just like, oh, my God, this is, this is crazy. So I didn't think anything of it after that. But it really hit me this, 
um, past couple months ago, I went home to Richmond to my that same aunt went mm-hmm. to her birthday party, and my uncle was there, and he just came over to the table. And we just started talking, and I it just did something to me on the inside. It mm-hmm. just moved me so much on the inside that he was talking to me, you know, you know about my life and about you know what was going on with him. And then there was this moment and he was looking at me. He was like, "You you look just like my brother," and I'm looking at him like, "You look just like mm-hmm. my daddy." Mm-hmm. And I had on a, a skull cap. He had on a hat. And he was like, I bet if we take these hats off, we got the same head under here. Mm-hmm. And we took our hats off and we took a picture. And that moment was just so magical for me. And when I got home, I just really processed. It was like, I have daddy issues. Mm-hmm. I miss not having a father. And him taking that, that small moment, my right. 43-year-old behind, mm-hmm. I still needed that father-son yes. moment. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't nothing deep. It was just... But it was. It was just a little moment that just really it moved brought healing. me. It brought, brought healing. It brought healing. So it for me, what I want to take that forward is that to acknowledge that, that I do have daddy issues. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I need to acknowledge that, you know, me feeling safe in a relationship is something that needs to be communicated and not just make me feel triggered when it does not happen. Okay. Um, so yeah, that that's and so we're we're Facebook friends. Um, I plan to hang out with him when nice. I go down there. Nice. Want to really start, you know, this relationship with mm-hmm. him. Um, so, oh, that's really dope. Um, so I really what, like. What that. else are you doing though? Like, so as you're on your journey right now to on this healing of processing and, and resolving your daddy issues, like mm-hmm. what other things are you doing besides talking to your uncle mm-hmm. um, and seeing him, or maybe talking to him more often? What else right. are you doing? Um. Because I think um, the reason I'm asking, let me, let me clarify. The yes. reason I'm asking that question mm-hmm. is because you notice the feeling safe. Right, right. And usually that may leak into other areas of your life or manifest in different ways mm-hmm. and have different symptoms. Right. Besides wanting to feel safe. Right. Have you noticed anything else that you would need to heal from with that? <laughs> oh girl what you not gonna do um i don't know i i don't know i think it's i'm still processing it that's okay. a safe answer <laughs> i'm still processing it and 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 i do want i do want to see a, a therapist because i think there there's some things that i need to unpack i feel like i packed a lot of stuff away mm-hmm. I mean, I know. Mm-hmm. I packed since a child. I I packed stuff away, packed it away, packed it away. So I think I'll I'll go see a therapist this year. Good for you. Um, to you know, so we can open up some of these boxes and Good see what's in there. Mm-hmm. What's in there? What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want people to 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 think about that and and think about things that you think that aren't going on with you. That could actually be affecting the way you live and the way you love, especially the way you love. Especially. And how you love yourself as well. Right. 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 And so before I go on, I just want to applaud you for even going to see a therapist because you're like, I'm good now. Right, 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 right. But you're not. <laughs> I'm, right, I'm not. Um, like I said, you all can't see his face, but I saw something and I, and I love it. Stop looking because at Because something, <laughs> something came to the surface that you realize mm-hmm. um, and you're going to work it out and you want to work it out and there's right. no taboo about you going to see a therapist. You, right. There's no shame. And I, I love that and I applaud that because as you know, in the black community, um, we haven't had a history of going to see therapists right. and talk to a therapist. Um, but now, I, I've noticed an evolution in our in our community. 
it's not, it's not, you know, a lot, but I'm, I'm just glad it's starting at a grassroots level that we actually acknowledge therapy is needed and we're talking, having the conversation about needing therapy. So right. I just want to say I applaud you for that and, and kudos for you. And um, make sure I do that. it. Oh, oh, I'm going to hold you accountable. Listen, <laughs> when it's out there for me, I'm going to hold you accountable. Okay. I mean, like I said, so I appreciate that. So daddy issues. Yeah, I have suffered from daddy issues um, as you stated that you have i have as well they've manifested themselves itself in many different ways throughout my life um so my dad is still alive mm-hmm. um becoming a parent has helped me deal with my issues okay with parents period um and so i'm not as hard on him as i would be if i was not a parent myself so um i have a son he's older Grown man, I keep him. I keep him private. He has to be part of this podcast. But I have a son. He must be old. cute. <laughs> okay, he, is. he lives in Virginia. Um, but so I know I have. So it's not. I, there's daddy issues and there's mommy issues. Mm-hmm. I probably gave him mommy issues. Probably. Uh, I mean, so he, he's somewhere recording a podcast Listen, called Mommy Issues. He's gonna do a podcast. I'm not gonna do one later. I already know because he and I talk. And so because as I become more self aware. I have talked to him. He's just like, oh, my God, what now? So he's not necessarily ready, mm-hmm. but I am. And there's something I need to talk about, talk to him about that for my healing as well. Mm-hmm. So I was a young mother. I was a single mother. Um, and so I made some mistakes along the way. And so I'm bringing this back to my father. And I know he made mistakes along the way. He mm-hmm. did not raise me. He came in and out a lot um, because he didn't have a father around. And so right. what I've learned is that it it's goes from generation to generation to generation to generation. And so I have said, um, I want to be the one that breaks this generational curse. I want to mm-hmm. be the one, even though I'm a woman, I can't necessarily uh, break the generational curse of the daddy issues, but I can at least begin the healing process of parent issues. Right. Well, women can break that curse. Mm-hmm. Women can choose better men. Well, yeah. I'm not having more kids, though. But, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, just for somebody who, who just heard what you said... Right. Choose better men. And that, and you know what? Thank you for saying that. Because mm-hmm. you're right. There are women out there right now that have young children or haven't had children yet. And you want to ensure that you choose the right man. Mm-hmm. But to do that, you have to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And so this could be a whole other podcast in of itself. Mm-hmm. Knowing thyself. And mm-hmm. I want to do that next after mm-hmm. this. But anyway, Come on. Um, you have to know yourself. And you have to know for, if you have these issues, whether it be daddy, mommy issues, or self issues, whatever. Dig into it. Unpack it. Um, and deal with it before you bring a child into the situation. If you already have a children's situation, it's not too late. Hear me, it's not too late. <laughs> it's never too late. Right, you can always correct the you problem. You can always correct the problem. But just, um, and so when I learn to do better about myself, I'm learning to be better. I'm still a mother, even though he's grown and out on his own, I'm still his mother. And so I can still be, you know, do that mother role. But my daddy issues manifested in me um, choosing wrong men. Okay. Staying too long in relationships, mm. um, staying way past, and, and then sometimes being, and not even knowing it, but I realize it. I have played a savior complex in my relationships. Okay. Um, and that right there was a slap in the face. Because I've, you know, the whole God complex thing, you know, the doctors have a God complex. I'm like, who do you think you are? But I realized that sometimes I have chosen men in my life that were so broken. And I'm like, I can help. 
And that's mm. that's the God right. complex. So it, it played out in that way. It played out in the abandonment issues, meaning um, I'll stay longer. I'll do whatever you need me to do so you don't leave. So I, I, I've, it's played out in that way. Um, so your, your father <clears throat> and your mother were not together? They were together. Okay. Off and on. Oh. <laughs> okay. And so one thing about my father, I love him. I love him. He is so crazy. And so ever since I was a young child, when he would come in my life, um, he would tell me their history all the time. <laughs> and he told me things about their life and his life that you shouldn't tell a young child. But I, think that that was, <laughs> but I guess he was doing that to, he didn't know. And so I wow. was his first child, period. Okay. He has five, five, five kids. And so I'm the oldest of all of them. And so he just was like, yeah. And so me and your mom, da, da, da. And I'm like. What am I going to do with this? Like, daddy, what am I doing with this? No. Let's not do this. (laughs) So I I figured out, I got older and got more mature mentally and emotionally, why he did what he did. Mm -hmm. Why he's telling me that. So um, he's coming in and out. And so they were together off and on. And then he came also in and out of my life as well. And he just was here a couple weeks ago. But with that, he brought all his kids to my house. And we all talked. And he was trying to play that fatherly role. Okay. Some of the kids there were like, too little, too late. And mm-hmm. I had to come to the side. I'm like, you know, no, it's never. It's never too late. Give him some grace. Right. Give him some patience. So he's on the mend. And I appreciate that, that he wants to be on the mend. Um, and I'm going to be that person to help him be on the mend. That's good. Um, That's good. It is. Uh, thank you. Right, I appreciate right, right. it. <laughs> I love that because, you know, um, like I said, my father is deceased. And I, I wanted to be the person to help him, to help him in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just didn't, it didn't, he died suddenly and it just didn't happen that way. Right. So, yeah. And so that's the part of you talking about this because you right now can mm-hmm. be healing to somebody else. Right. And right. I, you know, and I appreciate that even talking, bring this topic up because if the mom won't tell you, but I'll tell you, I said, I did not want to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> because it, it gets so personal. Right. And so, and this is the part I didn't want to talk about. So, and I'm going to go too deep with it, but when I was married, I, when I got divorced, I had to go through such a soul searching process on why my marriage failed. Mm-hmm. And I had to realize that I projected my daddy issues onto my husband. Mm. I put him into a role and I put him into a space that he did not ask to be in. Mm. Now, my people won't perfect either, but right, right, I, right, I acknowledge right. my part of it. Right, my right. part of it was I projected my dad issues. I need you to do this. I need you to be this for me. I need right, you to make right. me feel safe. Like right. you and, th- and I think that's, 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 that's mm-hmm. what I was trying to get out. I mm-hmm. projected in my relationship, I projected my daddy issues onto my partners. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, what the hell is going on? And they feel suffocated. <laughs> right, right. And, it wasn't fair. and then when they didn't do what we needed them to do because of our deficiencies and, and gaps... They, we were mad at them like, you're such a horrible person. Mm-hmm. And it, they aren't. They just couldn't fulfill that role. Right. They didn't ask to we be We couldn't live up to the person that we created in our head Correct. for them to be. Correct. We created a character. Exactly. Right. We, exactly. And so I have been on this quest beyond my, my divorce, but even before my divorce, I was on a quest to actually be a better mother, even though my son has been grown. I've been on a quest to be a better mother to him. Um to make sure he didn't have any issues, whether it be parents, you know, mommy, daddy, whatever. I just wanted to make sure the mistakes that I made, um, I helped him heal through them. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go to him and say, 
I know I didn't do X, Y, and Z. I apologize for that. And this right. is how I'm going to make it better. Right. You know? So um, that's a part of that, that journey of healing in that regard. My father's, uh, my daddy issues of the journey has been um, loving him. Mm-hmm. And acknowledging his flaws and still loving him through it. Right. And, and being able to laugh, um, being able, when he says I'm going to come, he doesn't come. He still does that. Oh, da- daddies do that all the time. <laughs> I'm coming to pick you up. Negro, you ain't coming nowhere. He has, he called and said, I'll be there tomorrow. And, and they never, never do. Like, this, what this is, is last that? Month. That's like a universal daddy thing. I'm coming to take you out. And then two weeks later, you ain't heard from me. You ain't, that's a daddy thing. Why do daddies do that? I don't know why they All do that. Daddies, that's your DNA. That, <laughs> Lord Jesus. But so, so part of that healing process is me not being upset with him and just like acknowledging, okay, I'm not going to hold this against you, but I'm going to hold you accountable though. Mm-hmm. You said you're going to be here Sunday, March 27th. Right. And you did not show up. That right. is not okay with me. You need to do better. Right. Not letting him off the hook, but I'm still, I love you. So he'll right. text and he'll call. I'm not going to avoid his phone call. Right. I'm not going to be passive aggressive. I'm going to say, yeah, that was messed up what you did. Right. I still love you. You need to do better because right. you're grown. You got grandkids. Right. You got grown kids. So do better. You should want to do better. So I, I talked to him. Does now. your son know him? Does he have a yes, relationship with him? He does have, but yeah. So again, that's his way of his, um, his penance okay. of not being there for me and my brother. Okay. Of being there for my, my son. And his other kids. So, yes, he's he actually, like I said, he's doing better. And he's just more enjoyable to be around, too. Because now <laughs> I understand him, right? Mm-hmm. I understand and I'm not offended or upset. It's okay. Right. You know, it's so funny. I, I watched this show called The Shy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one of the characters, he went back home to live with his father because his mom kicked him out. And when he got home... His father had all of these extra kids and all of these extra women and all of the women that he had kids by, they all were having family dinner. Mm-hmm. Like in this whole harmonious harem of a situation. <laughs> and so the the character, he stormed out. He left when I mean, he was upset. He was like, you know, um, my mom, these these people, these kids and these women, they get daddy of the year. And my mom, she got, you know a bad word, a piece of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the man had to explain to him, his father explained to him, your mom got the boy. They got the man. Mm. I was like, oh mm-hmm. my. Mm-hmm. Oh yep. my. Yeah. And I thought about that, you know, because my, my, my mom and my father, they conceived me when they were young. Yeah. So my, my father was still a boy. I was his firstborn. Right. So he didn't know how to be a father. He had never done it before. Does he have other kids? He have other kids. Um, I had a brother who was very, very close to me. Very not close to me. Very close to me in age. Oh, okay. Very close to me in age. They were Irish twins. <laughs> Irish twins. Um, I'm gonna look that up after the podcast. Um, <laughs> listen, I ain't shamed about nothing. I don't know. Um, so, and then I felt like my younger siblings. I felt like they got a different person. Because I didn't get mm-hmm. anything, you know, from him mm-hmm. other than a couple handful of visits. So they got something mm-hmm. different. And so when he said that, I was like, oh, my God. You know, my mom had the boy and his wife, you know, after my mom, she had portions of the man. I don't want to assume that he was, you know, right. the man because they, they weren't together anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had, you know, more um, actions of a man. Because um, mm-hmm. my brother and sister, they have a different relationship. They had a different relationship with him than I did. Mm-hmm. So that was dope. 
That was what I really doubt. And it, it's so funny you said that because you're absolutely right. And I used to resent my dad to be be even more transparent. I resented mm-hmm. him because the younger girls, he lived in the house with them and he raised them. He was that protector. He was that provider. Mm-hmm. He was that. So right. they could come home and say, so-and-so's messed with me, daddy. And he would go defend them. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. Right. right. And so I had a son. I had my child when I was very young. And Pete and guys did things. And I didn't have that father to say, Daddy, he did. Right. Go get him, Daddy. Go get him. Um, and they did. And so I resented him for a while for that. But then, you know, the healing process was, and he, and, and, I, and even more resentment was when he tried to come in after the fact and say, I'll go get him. Sir, it's too so late. It's, it's too late. It's, it's too years late. beyond. Sir, it's, it's too late. This man did this years ago. So Right, right, so, right. I'm already damaged. Right. <laughs> so, but... But that's funny because they got the man, mm-hmm. and I, my mother and I had mm-hmm. the boy, and my my brother had the boy. Right. But like I said, I appreciate him because um, he is trying to do better. So and I right. love him. I do. Right, I love right. him through his flaws. As I want my right. son to love me through right. my flaws. Right. Exactly. Like I, I can, I can say, I never, I never at once ever in my life hated my father. Never. You're so much. For some I reason, I just felt <laughs> like he loved me with what he had. He loved me. The way that he knew how to love me, because I'll tell you, people would tell me your daddy talks like, you're like your daddy talks about you all the time, like you know. And my dad, he was you know, he was just like my son, my son, my son, my son. Mm. And when you're younger, you're like that don't that don't really work for me, yeah. Right. That don't work for me. But that's all he knew how to do. Right. So I never, I never hated my father. I never resented my father. I just accepted the fact that he did what he knew how to do. Mm-hmm. And because I was raised by my grandparents, um, you know, my younger years, I was good. Mm-hmm. I had love, love on top of love, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And my mom, she, you know, my mom was in the house. Um, we all lived together, but my grandmother just took charge. Um, and then my mom stepped in in my later years, you know, when I got to like around high school, because mm-hmm. um, I needed I needed to toughen up. I needed to learn some different things. But mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't hate my father at all. And I just accepted that. And so just at 43 years old, I'm like, I'm finally realizing and admitting I have daddy issues. And there's some there's some issues within me that I need to work out that are, are related to me not mm-hmm. having a father in my life. And, and that's, that's an awesome journey to be on of self, self-rediscovery right. and self-healing. Right. And it's not it's never too late to it's realize not, that, you know. And once you free yourself from certain things that have mm-hmm. been holding you back, you open yourself up to some things that have been waiting for you this whole time that you just couldn't see or you just couldn't accept because you were holding on to these these weights mm-hmm. that were right. holding you down and right. keeping you from that next level. Being a better so, version of yourself, which is what we all should try to be and strive yes. to be a better version of ourselves. Yes. So I, I'm, I'm happy that we, we talked about this. I am. So I, I can breathe now, guys. We can, can breathe, breathe now. Nobody was... cried. We didn't cry. Nope. We didn't out anybody. We didn't... <laughs> no. <laughs> None of that foolishness. Um, but I hope that you all got something from this podcast. And I hope this starts a conversation. Right. Um, and I hope this starts your healing process and yes. your therapy process. Yes. Um, so that we can be our best selves. So and that's what we want. That's what we want. Yellow Boy Chronicles podcast. We want you to be your best selves. We want you to listen to us and enjoy us and then share us and grow with us. Grow with we're us. We're growing through this process. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we're doing actually. <laughs> but we're having an we're, awesome we're having time. We're having an awesome it. time drinking and talking. <laughs> and talking. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you once again for enjoying this podcast and listening to this podcast. 
Share this podcast with everyone. We are on a lot of different platforms now. Mm-hmm. We on, I think we're on six. I can't think of them at the top of my head. But if you listen to your podcast on a specific favorite site, check that site and look for us because mm-hmm. we're probably there. I mean, I'm Mr. Bouvier. This is Asia Love. Asia Love. Like, why wouldn't we be there? <laughs> <laughs> and just to leave on a on a little motivational moment, this came to me as I was thinking about my own process of handling um, some of my businesses that I need to create and do. Um, laziness is not a choice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cut. Redo. <laughs> Come back. And let's do it again. I'm trying to hold my mule. Okay, I'm coming back to my motivation in a moment. I don't want you to stay in the spirit. Y'all don't stay in the spirit. Laziness. Let's say it louder so they can forget that I messed up. Laziness is not a spirit. Mm -hmm. It is a choice. So resurrect yourself. Boom. Boom. This has been the Yellow Boy Chronicles. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us. Take us out. What's your name? My name is Asia Love. I'm Mr. Bouvier, and I'm a little twisted. (laughs) Have an amazing week. (laughs) Where is the pause button on this thing?